0: in. It was not until much later that I realized they were the real teachers and the ones worth emulating. During this period, the one truly bright spot in my life was reading. I had been a voracious reader all my life, particularly philosophy, spiritual biography, and mystical autobiography from many different times and traditions. The stories and their wisdom gave me my only sense of hope that there was something powerful, meaningful, and good at work in the universe. Immersed in these books, I would feel the peace and the ineffable sense of well-being I sought. But the mundane demands of the world would inevitably come creeping back, and they were wonderfully effective at suffocating the freedom I experienced during such reading. I felt like the water buffaloes that, during hot summer days in tropical countries, like to wallow in the muddy water. It keeps off the flies and mosquitoes and other biting insects that cover the backs of the buffaloes like a blanket. When the pain gets too intense, the buffalo dives into the water and experiences blessed relief. The insects rise off its back in a swarm. But they hover in the air. They know the buffalo will surface soon, and the moment it does, they will descend and continue their feeding. It was a perfect visual metaphor for the way I felt. The insects, the gnawing insecurities, worries, anxieties, jealousies, irritations, concerns, fears, guilt and apprehensions, kept coming back. And each time they returned, They seemed stronger and more fearsome. Gradually, I came to realize that my life need not be like this. My mental insects could be banished and relatively easily. I could submerge like the buffalo, but I did not have to surface at the same spot. I could swim a hundred feet underwater and emerge in a spot clear of pests. The pests will come back, but the process can easily be repeated. Freedom is possible. I began to think about the toll this pestilence was taking on the students. After all, these were men and women destined to be leaders in business. It was clear to me that students were focusing on the wrong things. They were far too fixated on money, power, and prestige. They evaluated opportunities based on what they could get out of them. Many were prepared to make incredible sacrifices to work hellish hours in order to make it. But the price they paid was far too high. I knew I could help them achieve better results with far less anguish by teaching them a series of simple switches in the way they approached life, such as by focusing on what they could contribute rather than what they could get. I devised a course to help these students achieve a breakthrough in their lives, one that would enable them to be true leaders. On the surface, the syllabus had nothing to do with traditional business principles. I was unsure if anyone would be interested in something that wouldn't immediately lead to a business specialty. After all, Most of the students I encountered were so goal-directed that they were like the young man in the parable who banged on the door of the master. I want to be enlightened, he gasped, when the master answered. If I stay as your disciple, how long will it take? The master surveyed the young man. He had a strong physique, and the inner restlessness that drove him was almost palpable. A good candidate. Ten years, said the master. The youth wilted, as if struck with an axe. For a few minutes he stood with head bowed. Then he looked up. If I work night and day, he asked fiercely, if I do without sleep and do twice what your other disciples do, then how long will it take for me to become enlightened? Twenty years, said the master calmly. So perplexed was the youth. And so earnest his demeanor that the sage relented and explained, When you have one.